Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back. Today it's going to be another big day for learning because we are going to learn how to keep doing the things. We are going to keep learning how to take action. So what that's going to take, what it's going to look like, how to actually get things done. Because man, it can be so easy to get stuck in the rat race or the trap that is our lives. You don't exercise because you've got to help the kids with their homework or take them to sports and fit in a healthy dinner. There's just no time for anything on top of your already busy day. Or maybe you're the one that doesn't do brain dumps because you're just so exhausted, right, from putting out fires all day. The last thing you want to do is do a brain dump when you could be drinking and watching TV. You don't strive maybe to change your marriage or work on your relationships because, You can hardly emotionally handle your days as it is, much less pursue the discomfort required to change. Change is hard. Change, it feels like this big, scary thing. And even when you do begin making changes, it never goes the way that we anticipate because we don't have 2020 foresight. (laughs) We only have 2020 hindsight, right? There's always going to be stumbles and unforeseen challenges and past struggles that come up again to knock us off course. Together, we've talked about the energy that will drive consistent action. We've talked about the curse of willpower and why you never want to use it. We've talked about what kinds of action will support building trust with yourself as you do something new. And we've even talked about what to do when you are so confused. But today, I want to let you in on a powerful secret that I myself use and I encourage my clients to use really often as they progress through their weight loss journeys. And that secret is to tap into the wisdom of your future self. So up until this point, let's do a little like debrief, a little background, okay? So up until this point, you have been tapping into the wisdom of your past self without even consciously knowing what you're doing. You have used your brain to go back in time to remember events of the past and to use those experiences to show you what's likely going to happen moving forward. You are, I guess you could air quote, learning from your past mistakes, as you like to call it. And you use the past to tell you what to watch out for. And then you use the past to tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing in the future. You use the past to tell you maybe what people are going to be like or how you're going to react to different situations. And maybe with weight loss specifically, you make sure to be aware of your past mistakes so that you don't make those same mistakes over again. You don't want to be the dummy that just keeps repeating past mistakes and ends up going nowhere, ends up never actually losing weight. Because let's just bring up those nice quotes that we always hear. Those that don't study history are doomed to repeat it, right? And sure, that's true. 
But those who focus on the past are also doomed to repeat it. What happens when you focus on something, guys? Chances are that's exactly where you are going to go. And I have this dirt bike story that's going to illustrate this concept quite beautifully. So I was fairly new to racing. At this point, it was more like going pretty damn slow, I would say. I was trying to push the speed, but that was very limited. Let's just say like third gear, third gear was kind of a rarity. But really more, the focus was I was just trying to survive the course without falling too hard. I didn't want to break a leg or something. So there was this steep hill that we had to go down. So on one side of the track, it was it was a pretty narrow track. One side had trees. The other had this barbed wire fence. So I was super nervous. Like I'm not great on a dirt bike anyway. And here's the super steep hill. So as I'm going down this hill, the only thing I could think of was don't hit the tree. Don't hit the tree. Don't hit the tree. My gaze was centered on one thing, staring at that tree to make sure that I didn't hit it. Well, guess what I center punched? Of course, I hit the freaking tree, right? And it was actually quite impressive too because I center punched this thing like dead center. So what I hope you see is that what you focus your attention on is where you will go 100% of the time. If you focus on how you're going to fail another diet, chances are you're going to prove yourself true and you're going to find exactly how you're going to fail another diet. If you focus your attention on what foods are going to make you feel like crap, chances are, guess what's going to happen, right? Those foods, they're inevitably going to make you feel like crap. And it might not even have anything to do with your body's reaction to food. Has anybody heard of the placebo effect? The same thing goes for making you feel awful as well as feeling good. So there's two ways that looking into the past has not served you. Number one, It keeps your eyes focused on the person that you don't want to be. This is, of course, assuming, we're just going to go ahead and assume here, that you're wanting to do something that you've never been able to do before, right? Like you're trying to maybe lose those 20, 50, 100 pounds. You're trying to keep it off and not think about food for, you know, every waking moment of the day. You're trying to do something that you've never been able to do before, Why would you be looking to the person who has never been able to do it for advice? The second way that looking into the past is not serving you is because, son of a gun, your brain loves to be right. And it's going to go to far lengths to prove itself true. So if you're working through a food protocol and there's a food that you've associated with diarrhea in the past, what do you think your brain is going to be working to prove? Right? Through a roundabout way because our brain and our bodies are connected, you are probably going to create diarrhea for yourself regardless of whether you react to that particular food or not. So what is the solution? How do you solve problems you've never been able to solve before? How do you become a different person, take consistent action, figure out the answers or the next steps to take when you're this blind idiot on your hands and feet just feeling around? That is where your future self comes in. Both the past and the future versions of yourself exist only in one place, and that is your thoughts. The past feels more real because you can convince yourself that you have lived it, right? But really, you're just remembering your perception of what your brain thinks happened in the past. It's all just a construct of your mind. And the same 
as the future is just another construct of your mind. The future version of yourself is just the person that you're living into. She doesn't yet exist, but she is no less alive than the past version of yourself. And I would argue that the future version of yourself, like, you know, the future that has already solved this problem and is living the life that you don't yet know how to achieve, this future version of yourself, I would argue, is quite more valuable to you right now than the version of you that has no idea how to solve this problem. So that brings me to the question, how familiar are you with the version of you who has already solved this problem in your life? And this is where many of you are going to begin to stumble because you're not familiar with this version of yourself at all because you don't spend any time with her. She might be so foreign to you that she is more of a distant blur that just gets further away the more you try to gain clarity. It might even be a little painful for you to think about this version of yourself because in your heart, you don't believe it's even possible for you to ever even become her. Friends, if you don't even in your imagination believe that this version of you is possible, how in the hell are you going to become her? There are many different versions of your future self that you can tap into. And maybe it's just, you know, that version of yourself who's, you know, happily content at her goal weight in this beautiful, happy marriage. Maybe that version of you is not really the one you want to tap into because it's just too damn foreign, right? Maybe there's a version of you that is a little bit less foreign. Maybe this is the version of you only one year into the future, who's maybe only down like 20 pounds, but she's the person who's able to keep it off consistently. Maybe this version of you has mastered the skill of exercise in a way where she's more energized by it than depleted by it. She hasn't lost all of her weight, but she's well on her way to losing all the weight because she's doing it in a way that she loves and that's sustainable. Maybe it's that version of yourself who would be incredibly valuable to get to know. She is an asset to you because she already knows the answers. So when you're struggling to eat consistently off your food plan, what would she say to you if she were able? Would she degrade you and call you names and tell you to get your ass in gear because she doesn't have time for this? No! Probably not, right? Because she is you. She's the version of you who's already figured this shit out. She is likely to have a lot of compassion for you because she knows deep into her soul the struggle that you are actively going through because she is you. She lived this. She knows the pain. She knows the discomfort that is your current life. Her words might be filled with kindness and maybe sound a little bit more like... I know we just ate off our food plan totally fine because I turn out okay despite this little thing. These things happen. It's totally fine. What's the next best steps that we can take right now? Maybe she sounds a little bit more like that. I want you to tap into her energy, what she feels, how she responds to current situations. Is your future self freaking out? Is she like, oh my God, I can't believe you're eating off your food plan. This is totally not okay. Is she like living this life of persistent anxiety and stress and exasperation? No. 
chances are that's probably not who you want your future self to be like. That's not the person that you're trying to live into. So you're not going to create her into that. You get to tap into the wisdom and the energy that she has to offer. What do you want her to be like? What do you think she's going to be like when you've already solved this problem for yourself? Your future self, chances are, she's probably pretty confident. She's probably pretty calm and collected. She's not easily rattled by the day-to-day that is your life because she knows she's already got this shit figured out. She's got compassion for the bumps in the road that you're enduring right now because she's probably thinking, I I mean, I don't even remember the day that you ate off your food plan because it doesn't even matter anyway. She's probably thinking, just keep going. You've got this. She is the version of you who has all the answers, not only in the way that you want to speak to yourself, but in the actions that you want to take and also in the energy that you want to create. What is her energy? What would she do if she ate off her food plan? What energy would she be taking her actions from? You see, by tapping into the wisdom of your future self, you are tapping into the part of yourself that already has all the answers, that already knows what to do. You just have to do what she would do and do it from an energy that she would be creating. When you're feeling stuck in your everyday life, when you're feeling frustrated and overwhelmed at what you're trying to do, remember, you are her, just not quite yet. If you act like she would, you will 100% of the time become her. But if you act like your past self, guess what's going to happen, right? 100% of the time, you will turn back into her. But your work right now, right here and now today, is to get to know your future self. Get to know every single part of her. Like, where is she at in life? One year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, what kind of a house is she living in? What time does she wake up in the morning? Does she exercise? What kinds of exercises does she do? Like what kinds of foods does she eat? Does she eat two times a day, three times a day? Does she graze all day? Does she plan out her days? Does she just like run around frantically putting out fires? What emotions does she primarily operate from? Is she always the person running on overwhelm and frustration and exasperation? Or is she operating from an energy of confidence and determination and trust? I want you to get to know all future versions of yourself. Have that courage to really get to know her. Not in a way, though, where you're envious of her or mad at where she's at versus where you're at. I want you to get to know her in a way where you're curious what she's got going on. And the fun part is you, my friends, get to decide all of these details because you get to decide what your future holds. And I think this work is super fun. And it's finally letting your brain tap into that creative space where you get to decide what's possible for your future. So that is your first steps. I want you to Take the steps that's going to allow you to tap into the wisdom of your future self. But for some of you out there, maybe this isn't going to be that hard. So I want you guys to take it one step further. I want some of you to consider writing a letter to your current self from your future self. 
Now, you can only do this work if you've taken the time to intimately get to know her. You think like she thinks. You talk like she talks. So then as you go through life's challenges, and sometimes maybe you're getting down on yourself at all you have to figure out in this moment, this is your opportunity to write a letter to your current self from your future self. Let her be your comfort. Let her be your kick in the pants. Let her be your wisdom to know what to do next. Let her be your mentor. And then once she has done her work in you, all you have to do then is just keep taking that action one day and one step at a time. You've got this. I know that you can lose this weight for good. You can live a life that's free of the daily pressure of chronic inflammation. You can live into this version of yourself who is exactly the person that you've dared to imagine. Your life is yours for the taking. And who do you want to be? Have the courage to answer that question. That's all I've got for today, guys. I love you all. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, change is hard and doing it without professional guidance can make it seem impossible. If you're willing to do the work, I can make your path to longevity straight and strategic. Take the first step, head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free consult so we can chat about your unique situation. And please take a second or two and leave me a review. Thank you for your interest in reducing your chronic inflammation and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.